Welcome back to the Morning Kick Podcast. This is a replay episode from the live YouTube, Facebook and LinkedIn show produced by Excite Media. We encourage you if you're looking at digital marketing, website design, to contact us via excitemedia.com.au. Now let's revisit one of our earlier programs and join our guest. Well, good morning to you, Kicksters. Welcome to this Tuesday morning where we're going to get into business courses very shortly. Great to have you along. If you're watching the replay, great to have you, whether it's on YouTube, Facebook, or now on LinkedIn. And listen, we'd like to encourage you, share these videos with your friends. It's all about getting ideas, resources out into the marketplace so that people can grow their business. That's what we're here for at Excite Media. And listen, another piece of good news that I wanted to share with you is that we have just recently been able to have the exciting news that we've got the podcast up and running. So this is just one example. You can go to Spotify, you can go to iTunes, do a search for The Morning Kick. If you like the audio version, you want to have a listen as you're driving to work, or maybe it's late at night when you just don't want any visual distractions, but you want to get some inspiration happening. Check out The Morning Kick, the podcast, and we'd love to have you listening and sharing that one as well. Something like 52 episodes have gone up in this short amount of time that we call COVID-19. Go figure. All right. Also, another great thing that you might be interested in is if you go to the Excite Media website, underneath our team, there is a blog with some incredible resources, good information. We put up a blog about all the grants that were available to business across Australia. And one thing that was launched by Lee Wallace, who um, heads up our strategy team here at Excite Media, this new case study, how we quadrupled the number of leads that were coming into a local business. It's a really amazing story, particularly when you have a look at this graph that comes up very quickly where all of their SEO just tanked and all their organic search was lost and that was affecting their leads in a big way. How do we recover in that short space of time? You'll need to go to the blog and check it out. Well, this morning, I'm really pleased that we've been able to welcome somebody that I've known for a while who is an expert in the course creation space. And that's great to be able to have Sam Winch join us this morning. Welcome, Sam. Thanks for making some time. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Now, we've made this a very special time for you and I. We have kind of got locked doors. We're both basically in our safe place. Now, what's the reason you have your safe place? Because I have too many children. That's why I need a safe space. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully the little ones will stay where they're supposed to and the big ones will get ready for school and fingers crossed everything will just work and and the yeah. system will work seamlessly which has been planned for years on end well done really appreciate it now sam has been involved in training for a number of years and that passion has then gone into online training sam can you tell us a little bit about your journey how did you actually get into the space and love the training idea it's interesting i actually started in the world of retail i am um... What came up in the big box retail stores, I ended up in management. I was there for many years. And when I left, because, you know, who wants to work 60 hours a week, rotating rosters, weekends, Thursday nights, like it was, it's horrible. Anyway, so I left and I thought that my experience was management, but it actually, when I was offered a job in training, they went, look, you've got so much experience. And I was like, what? 
but we realize that actually most of your management experience is training you're building teams you're t- teaching them how to do things you're building the dynamics of a team and you're losing all these strategies to help them learn the way you want them to do things so yeah it turned out i had seven years of training experience not management experience well it's the same thing really so that's kind of how it happened and from there on it just grew and grew and grew it's something that i realized i'd been doing most of my adult life without realizing now, for anyone who's picking up on this, just say it fast, say it quickly. It's not like saying a French tennis player's name or a Sri Lankan cricket player's name. But if you say sandwich really fast, what have you got? You've got lunch on the table. Hey, Sam, have you been putting up with this for quite a while? Yeah, unfortunately, when I married into it, I figured I'd just embrace it. So um, even my email footer goes out. It's a sandwich and then brackets the course creator, not the lunchtime food. So I'm just going to roll with it. I hey. love it. I should have actually got a sandwich icon. That would have been the really good thing. But I came really, really close because I decided we could put lunch on the table. So there you go. (laughs) So if anybody wants to know a little bit of interesting history, the story of the sandwich, where did it actually come from? Well, if you go to history.com, you can find that in 1762, John Montague, the Earl of Sandwich, was a little bit too much of a gambling problem, stuck at the table, didn't want to depart and leave his cards alone where other people could see them. And he asked the kitchen staff to give him something he could eat on the run. And so the sandwich was born. But coming back to a more important Sam Winch, Sam, we're going to have a talk about course creation. And this is something that I think is really valid for a number of reasons in business. We can use it for bringing in customers. We can use it for professional development. We can use it for personal development. So there's all of these different things, but it's become the thing during COVID, hasn't it? There's all sorts of different ways of doing it. But tell us about your experience with online course creation. Well, I find it's interesting that COVID really just sped up decisions that businesses, that a lot of the people I was talking to were going to make anyway. So a lot of the businesses I'd already been talking to were like, oh, yeah, we think we should probably do something with online courses. Well, we'll do that. You know, it was earmarked for next year or whenever else. And then COVID happened and everyone went, oh, we need that right now. So when I work with um, businesses, there's lots of ways we use courses, sometimes that we use them for free for lead generation. Sometimes we use them, did we build paid products to generate income? Sometimes we build them for internal team training. Sometimes we build them for customer support. So for example, if you're a retail store and you're selling product, perhaps a small video course that teaches your clients how to make the most of your product now they've bought it so they get better results from it and you get better testimonials from it. Like there's so many ways that we can give your audience knowledge that you've got to help you in so many different ways. And you're right, whether that's internally with personal development and team training or externally involving your clients as well. There's just, there's a multitude of ways, but it's really just about taking that knowledge and that content and breaking it down into a format that goes online somehow. It's interesting, even in our space where we're dealing with clients all day long, there are repeatable tasks that we need to inform or impart to our clients regularly. And we're finding that writing that email, you never quite get it just right. But for instance, if you can do it in video format, you're able to kind of combine a number of teaching mode and modes, I guess, and, and get the message across. Now, if you combine a, a series of those instructions, hey, presto, you've got a course, haven't you? Yeah. And even as simply like for my for myself, recently I brought on a new team member And I found that rather than going through all the steps again and again and again, I recorded a series of videos and put them in an online training portal. So that team member has access to all of the stuff they need to learn on the way through. And if they ever need to do a specific task, they can go back to the videos. But it now means that next time I bring on another team member, everything's already there sitting waiting and I don't have to go through the process again and again. 
And we know that many of us have actually done online training. Maybe we've done a TAFE course, a uni course, et cetera. We've probably heard of Moodle, but what are the tools available for us to be able to create a course? Where do we actually begin? Well, it's a lot easier now than it used to be. Um, I came from a background in Moodle, love Moodle, very powerful, not the most user-friendly of tools around. Um, luckily, there's a huge number of people in the tech world have come up with all these online course platforms, and there is a multitude of ways you can get your course online, from plugins that go onto your website, which I'm sure that you probably use with a lot of your customers, to third-party platforms that host the course for you. And then the other option is places like a course marketplace, and that would be things people might be familiar with, like Udemy or Skillshare. And that's where the platform isn't yours, and everyone else's content there is too, but there's a market already willing and waiting for your product because they're online already signed up and looking at all the other courses there too. So there's a huge range now of ways, and really when we're talking to a business, the decision needs to be why are you building a course and who is it for? Because there are so many options in the marketplace. If we're going to find the right one for you, we need to know what you want to do with it really. That's really good advice. So you've mentioned there are so many different reasons we could be doing the course in the first place. So you actually guide people through that process to discover their why as far as course creation is concerned? Yeah, as a general rule, the first place I start with is strategy because there are so many options available. And otherwise, what I find is we get halfway through building and building a course can take some time, right? There's videos to record, PDFs to make, that sort of stuff. It, it does take time. Um, people get halfway through that process and they get confused and they're like, oh, how many videos should I have and how long should it be? And should I have a Facebook group to help out? And should I, I was like, well, what are you doing with it? What's, what's the point? And if you haven't really understood why you're doing it, what, what do you want from it? Is it revenue generating? Is it, you know, lead generating? What is it for? Then you end up building this thing that's this sort of bigger than Ben Her project, but it doesn't do the thing you want it to do. That's really good advice. So what are the kind of clients that you've dealt with, um, I guess there is some that are just doing that internal thing, some doing it for an external, and you mentioned lead generation. Can you give us a few examples of some of these different reasons for doing an online course? Yeah, so my audience is really varied, um, but just even through like COVID time, for example, I've been working with an independent supermarket who's building a training portal for all of their team members. So they used to pull all of their store managers and head managers in to do team training, but they can't really do that in a room anymore. So we've built that into an online portal. Um, I've been working with an international speaker who, funnily enough, a lot of international events have been cancelled recently. So we've built a free um, lead generation product so she can start to bring more clients into her database so we can use this time to build her list and start to reach out to warm leads for when the opportunity arises. Um, I've been working with a personal trainer who, again, COVID made life a little bit difficult. So uh, we've built a paid product online for their for their clients and so they can continue to get support. So, you know, whether it's internal training, lead generation or paid training, COVID's hit up a whole heap of businesses in a whole heap of ways. And I think that impact will continue. Like people have realized that they don't have to leave the house as much anymore. So having these opportunities to put the content online has been really helpful. It's interesting. I was just looking at Queensland Health were doing a post on Facebook yesterday and they were talking about using this shelf time. Basically, yes, you can't do what you used to do, but there is a whole range of things you could do. Some of them are about self-care, but some of them are about learning. But this is an opportunity to actually start creating something for your business during this downtime that actually would be an investment in the future. Can you tell me how a lead generation online course might work for a business? Yeah, so what we tend to do is we tend to take something that you do regularly with your clients. Um, so with this lady, for example, she teaches about um, self-confidence and getting over imposter syndrome. And that's something that's very popular on the speaking circuit. She's, um, you know, she's normally fully booked. So because we know that's a really popular subject matter, we took just a couple of key elements of that 
um, recorded a series of step-by-step -step videos and turned it into a drip-fed product where someone can enter their name and email address and they can learn these little bite-sized pieces. Really, what we want to do is one, deliver them an outcome, right? We want them to get results. But two, we also want to whet their appetite a little. So they're like, oh, how cool is this? Like if I learned this much in this free three-step, five-step video program, imagine what I can learn if I took her next program. Imagine what I could learn if when she's available, I can bring her into my company. Imagine what we can learn if. So it's two-part. You do want to give them, like, I, I honestly believe we want to build a great product and give them results and give them outcomes. But it's also that little window into what could happen next. Like if they can get that much stuff from your free product, imagine what the results could be if they purchased your paid product. Uh, one of the things uh, that I want to do, Sam, is actually walk through some examples in terms of platforms and costs and things like that. Um, but very quick question, is it addictive? Yeah, uh, yes. It's a bit like tattoos. I don't know very many people who have one tattoo. I tend to find that once a client understands how easy it is to put their content online, we do more than one course. Yes. So the, the interesting thing, and those of you listening to the podcast, if you could see the smile that's coming up on Sam's face. So it's a good addiction and a lot of fun. And the idea of actually creating something may be very appealing to you, whether it's for your business or personal. One thing that um, we'd like to encourage people to be able to do is have a look at samwinch.com.au and you'll get more of both the personality and skills that Sam brings to the table. This shot is an absolute gorgeous one. So how much fun did you have making this this website? Uh, yeah, it's good fun. That that tongue out brand shot, so for those of you who are listening with me, sort of sticking my tongue out towards the camera, it's um it's been my brand image now for five or six years. When I first went to a photo shoot, a little bit of an insight, I'm incredibly awkward in front of a camera, like horribly so. And um, the person taking the photos was a friend of mine, and I was actually being really mean. Like she'd said something, and I was like, mm-hmm stuck my tongue out and she captured the photo and it wasn't in this brand shoot it was sort of a couple of colors and brands ago but that tongue out photo became the most used product photo that i had out of my professional shoot i just used it everywhere and so when we updated the photos and did a new brand shoot i just i had to do it again like it just it's something that became part of of everything we we did I love it. A little bit of that reputation is leaked into LinkedIn as well. We see in your profile there. Listen, if you go to samwinch.com.au, S-A-M-W-I-N-C-H.com.au, you'll see everything that Sam has to offer, including a free weekly course in co-working. There's a free course creation toolkit, a blog. But we talked about sandwiches, you know, the bread, lettuce, tomato and bacon kind. If you do a bit of searching through the website, there's a surprise to be found on the website as well. Tell us about this offer that you have for the free course co-working sessions. How does this work? Well, so I spend a lot of time working with them. Um, so although a lot of my paid work is big business corporates even, um, a lot of the people who I enjoy spending time with is sort of the solopreneurs and small businesses. And when I ask them questions like, why don't you have a course yet? The one thing they always say to me is, oh, I don't have the time. And so these weekly co-working sessions are so they can schedule it in their calendar and they can come live on Zoom and we do POM sessions. So we set a 25 minute timer. They tell me what they're going to work on. We put our mics on silent. We all frantically type away for 25 minutes and then we, we talk about what we did. Um, I have a, a regular little crew now who will come along each week and they work on their course. And some of them are editing videos and some of them are designing PDFs and some of them are just brainstorming the first process, the very first step. Um, but for me, it was just a really nice way to give people the opportunity to get around that one objection or that big objection they had, which is I don't have the time to build a course. 
And give us an idea, if somebody's thinking about a course, can you set some parameters around what the investment might be in time and money? Um, I guess there, there's kind of like an entry level and you can migrate up, but what should we be thinking about? How much does it cost us in, our, in terms of our personal investment? I mean, honestly, how long is a piece of string? So if you are in a position where you need to bootstrap it, completely understand I've been there before, you can create a course almost for free. Um, you can record your videos normally on just about anything you've got available. So your um, iPhone or, or smartphone will do really good quality video now. Um, as long as you've got headphones and a mic, you'll be okay. You can build your PDFs in Word or in a free um, image processor like Canva. You can host your videos free on YouTube. You can set them as unlisted videos. And platforms like Member Vault, for example, are free up until the first 100 users. So you could build a course and sell it to 100 people, and only then do you start paying a $39 a month fee up until you've got your first 100 students. It's free. So you could actually get started for almost no investment. Um, of course, it gets bigger than that. If you want to build it into your own website, if you want to build on a platform like Kajabi, Kajabi is about 119 US a month. So it scales depending on what you want to do and the results you want. But if you're just getting started and trialing some things, you can start for pretty much nothing. And all of those platforms that you're talking about, the great thing is they tend to include all the tools that you need. Payment gateways if you're deciding to charge for the course, member um, systems for you to be able to keep in touch with and email and market to your members or or to your course um, attendees, that type of thing. So there's a lot of tools that they combine in, in terms of value, which makes it easier to manage the whole process, doesn't it? Yeah, it can be. I always say just double check. So every course platform, and there are dozens, and I can give... Um, I've got a handy P PDF. I can give people um, a PDF if it helps them. But um, I always just say double check the features and what, you, what you're paying for because everyone is very slightly different. Some host your videos, some don't. Some send your emails, some don't. Some, like, it's just, yeah, each one has its little idiosyncrasies and just check, just check what you're getting. And one of the good things, apart from the idea of actually doing a course co-working session or courses with you, you actually do offer the opportunity for people to have a consultation with you and kind of pick your brain. Can you tell us about that service? Yeah, it's mostly because um, I find that a lot of people aren't quite sure what they need yet. So, I mean, I have a range of services available that people can purchase sort of, you know, off the menu. But with courses, everyone is different. Like it's like sandwiches, right? Everyone's got a favorite sandwich. Um, every course is different. And so what I find is that spending 15, 20 minutes on Zoom together means I can work out what you're trying to do. Like, who are you building it for? Who's your target market? What's your price point? Do you want to build it? You want someone to build it for you? Do you feel comfortable in front of a camera? It's all those sorts of questions. And by the end of that, I can point you in a much better direction than I can if you just come to me and go, which course platform should I use? And that's what, well, I don't know. What do you want to do? So really those consultations are there to make sure that I'm giving good advice because I'd hate to blanket advice everyone and say, go here, do this. When courses are so unique, that's actually really difficult. Sam, you are such a trainer. Different <laughs> different learning models for different people. Um, you've got it down pat. Listen, where should I start? Just give me two or three things that if I'm going to get a course underway for my business for whatever purpose, what are two or three steps that I could take as the baby steps to get this thing underway? So the first thing I always suggest to people is you brain dump, grab yourself, it depends on your mode of learning. I'm a pen and paper kind of a girl. I don't doubt you're probably a digital tablet note taker kind of guy. Um, so preferred platforms up to you, but just brainstorm all that stuff in your head that you think you want to put in a course. Because once you see it on paper or on tablet, you'll probably realize how much is there. So that's step one. 
Step two, cull the list. You decide on one objective for your course. What are they going to know or what are they going to do by the time they finish your course? And you cull that brainstorm and only keep the essential content. So those first two steps will put you pretty much right on track because now you can see what you want to do. You can start to do things like think about platforms and those sort of things. Um, if in doubt, I've got a five-day, $5 program that will take you through strategy, pricing, target marketing, those sorts of things. Um, I blame my son for that. I created this five-day program and asked him how much it should cost. And my 11-year-old said, a dollar a day sounds about right. So there you go. It's a dollar a day. I love that guy. <laughs> um, but that will put you in pretty good stead. But yeah, the best thing you can do is, is get all of that stuff out of your head and kind of just decide what you want it to do. Because until that point, you're just going to feel really overwhelmed and you're going to have so many ideas and you've got so much stuff. And I promise you, you have too much knowledge and content to put in one course. It's, you just can't. It doesn't fit. So you're going to have to be really ruthless with that cull and decide exactly what's going to go in. Well, Sam, once you are truly the sandwich master of course creation, we really appreciate you spending some time with us and look forward to having you on the show again in the future. Thanks very much for your time on The Morning Kick. Thank you for having me. Wasn't she amazing? So much wisdom, a lot of experience in the space. And if you want to know anything whatsoever about how to create your online course for your staff, for your customers, I'd go to samwinch.com.au and find out more. Look forward to joining you again on the next edition of The Morning Kick. 